Hello, this is Matt Slick from the Matt Slick Live podcast, where I defend the Christian faith and lay out our foundations of the truth of God's Word. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. And we are talking about surviving a COVID Christmas. And if you didn't listen to the first part of the the, uh, the first episode of this, we were talking in the radio show about what we're going to do to try to keep the joy from being stolen. Because really that's what's happened to a lot of people over 2020. COVID's been a big piece of that, is the joy's been stolen from them. And, you know, typically for most people, not everyone, but for most people, Christmas is the one shining time when you get joy back, you know, throughout the year. I know that's not everyone's story, but I think it's most people's story that you have at least hope and other things that come with that. And this year that's kind of at risk, you know, because we can't do the things that we would normally do if we're going to go by, you know, the things that's been laid in front of us. You can't gather with large parties. There's no office parties going on really, you know, for most companies. There's no anything like that. You know, you can't take 20 people out to eat. You know, you can't go with a big family out to eat. You can't do those things. You can't, if you're in North Carolina, you can't be out past 10 at night, you know, until January sometime, right? You know, there's a, there's a curfew going on. Um, just all the things that come with it. And it can start to weigh down and, and rob that joy. And so what we've been talking about is, you know, what are we going to do to not let that happen? Right? And some of us have already shared, but Danny, we haven't had an opportunity for you to share yet. We'd love to hear what your plan is to keep the joy of christmas well we have we usually have large family gatherings and um but obviously that's not going to happen for several different reasons both sets of our parents have health issues so we've kind of had to be cautious with the covid19 um for lots of different my father-in-law has a heart condition that they're beginning to process through christmas some procedures but what we begin to talk about is how can we do things differently to, you know, obviously enjoy Christmas. And I think my son and his wife are coming up Christmas Eve, and we're going to probably, I like the fire pit and the steak idea, honestly. But um, the uh, I just may go outside and have a steak. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, doing those things because, yeah, there is an environment you have to navigate, and, yeah, there is the misinformation and all that kind of stuff that that comes with all this and my wife is a school teacher so she has been bombarded with information and i have seen the fear in her eyes but i've also watched her overcome a lot that you know just getting up in the morning sometimes because she suffered from anxiety for years and that kind of thing but just getting up in the morning and saying okay we have to get dressed and go to work because they're in the classroom they're out of the classroom they're remote they're not remote they're going to come back 75 percent 25 33 percent whatever it is and so that steals joy but but she has discovered the joy of teaching again because she's creative and i think so 
I think we'll have a joyous Christmas just simply because we're grateful for the year that we have had, despite all of this. You know, we did buy a house, move to King, and all the other stuff, and we've had some family and some neat stuff going on. So, thank you, Andy. I want to ask you a question. So, I know you can't, as we talked about on the the first show, um, you're not going to be able to go spend Christmas with your mom mm-hmm. and things you've traditionally done. But doesn't it give you an opportunity potentially to start a new tradition with your daughter? You know, at least for this year, or to do something different. Maybe the, I just I really don't know what it's going to look like yet with me and her mom and and everything going on there. But yeah. The one, I guess the tradition we'll definitely start with is, and I wasn't really hip on it. I'm sorry. I was just like, okay, if we can't be together, then we'll just talk on the phone and all. But and um, my mom's had an idea of, like, she'll come and give us the gifts and kind of look through the window. I'm not sure we'll do that, but it'll probably be something with FaceTime or something. You know, why not do Christmas with Zoom? I've done the rest of the year with Zoom, right? Yeah. <laughs> or, But, uh, you know, I... I I, I really respect you and the fact that you you always you, you've you've always talked about these credi- Christmas traditions and yet you've got something unique for this year, and I need to be more intentional and actually look for an opportunity to to do something different to make it unique because I'm telling you we will never forget 2020 and we might as well remember the Christmas with it. Yeah, and you know, and there's no promise that 2021 will be different. Right at Christmas, we hope that it will be, but. We don't know what that's going to look like, right, you know, yeah. and, and and I don't. I just think that something fresh can help. Yeah, it can. You know, doing something different or a project. I mean, it could be whatever that looks like for you, and that would be what I would encourage people out there to say, what can I go do differently in these circumstances that I'm in? Right. Yeah. Right. Keeping, you know, with, with the, the law of the land, so to speak, right, right you know, mm-hmm. and, and keeping everybody safe. But, you know, that doesn't keep you from doing – Maybe pick up an art project you never thought you'd yeah, try or right. doing something different along those lines. Jim, you had something you'd like to add? Uh, write a song or something like that. Yeah, Jim, you could write a song, right, about Christmas? Do all kinds of things. You just <clears throat> pushed one of my buttons, keeping safe. Uh, what does that mean even? I mean, we're not safe. Any of us could have anything happen to us at any time. There's this. There's this perception that we're being safe but we're it on my Facebook which I need to go on and say thank you for my happy birthdays five six days seven eight days ago I don't go on Facebook very often but it was a something I heard that I sort of requoted and love the thought it's the most dangerous place you'll ever be safe is in the middle of God's will how safe were the disciples by our standards? Not particularly. Jesus didn't really have a safe life. So if that's what you're pursuing, you're really chasing death when you're trying to be safe. I understand. I, I don't go jab a fork in my eye just because I want to see if it feels good. I wouldn't good. either. <laughs> and there is a difference between yeah. you know not doing things that are risky. Um but that was anyway. You no, I can you, understand. You, pu- that. you pushed one of my buttons. Oh, I love it. I love to. I love to push your buttons, Jim. One of my I, I've noticed that this week. No, I have. No, I. I. You know, I, you're right. I think you know, definition of safe. I guess what I was just trying to say is, you know, to go out and not put others at risk. You know, and, and that's really how I look at this. Yeah, I, I don't want to contract COVID. 
the last thing I'd want to do is give it to somebody I care about that it's going to affect them and, negatively. And that's why I do it as much for people's perception of being safe as anything yeah. else because I don't really think masks are helping us that much. But other people do, and that's okay to deal with that. Oh, yes, I'm wearing my mask now as we speak on my wrist. <laughs> um, I, while I got it, I'll go ahead and throw out mine because it hit me while we were talking mm-hmm. earlier uh carolyn and i anybody knows us love to go on cruises mm-hmm. and uh on sunday i got reminders that were set back in august that we were supposed to fly out and head to a cruise yesterday morning and uh it, carolyn said okay let's uh we had while we're moving we had found a dvd of a trip we took like seven years ago and so we watched that as a substitute for our trip and that was a lot of fun and then it hit me tonight that god took care of us on that because if i had that cruise i would have lost a fair chunk of money because i never buy the silly insurance and it got canceled for me and not only did i not get all my money back i got a 25 percent bonus now, we may may get to go in March. We may not, but that'll keep pushing forward till I die or till we finally cruise. But God is going to take care of everybody out there, whatever their circumstance, if they're relying on him. Mm-hmm. And I, this has been a, a blessed year for us, as I pointed out in the first show and I think last week. And it doesn't have to be a disaster. It, God'll see you through the even those that have lost people. There will be something that comes out of that that will be for your good and for his glory. Yeah, I wonder how many kids are gonna have the name Zoom <laughs> 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 you know, as we move into you know future years it'll be down the road. Uh Zoom, are you here today? Yeah. Yes, Teams, I Teams, yeah, Teams is here and Zoom's here with us and social. I want to hear about the women. Yeah. So, Harold, we are working our way towards you on what you're going to do to keep the Christmas joy alive in your home. Because I'm sure Christmas may look a little different for you. I don't know. We haven't talked about it. But is it going to be a different year for you? Yeah, it's always different. But this is more different. But uh, neither the Grinch nor Scrooge can really steal my Christmas. Because, really, I, I look at Christmas and whereas the majority of people see the baby in the manger, I see Christ on the cross. The The baby in the manger was a necessary thing, but the real purpose was the cross. And uh, I'm not trying to steal anybody's joy from the, the manger scene, but it's just not the major thing for me. And so... Uh, Christmas is not going to be all that much different for me because it's never been about the the gifts and so forth for me. I mean, I, I like giving gifts, but uh, I don't I don't particularly care whether I get a piece of paper or a pencil to write on it or what. It's just if somebody wants to give me something wonderful, if not, I'm good with it, and I'm not being you know, trying to be ugly or scroogey or whatever uh, or downer, but it's just 
the major thing for me about Christmas is the fact that my Savior came and lived a very ordinary life. Uh, it amazes me that that he did that. He had a he had a birth that was different because he did not have an earthly father. So it's, it's very unique in that regard. But look how he lived his life. I mean, most of his time on earth we know nothing about. But that was his purpose those last three years, as we think it was three, how much ever it was, because it gets debated back and forth. But those last years that he was here and then the final time when he met his purpose, which was uh, the only reason that he came. So Christmas is wonderful. Well, thank you, Harold. Andy, you, um, speaking of cross, <laughs> we can get to the, uh, the your clip, the crossing. You want to talk, go ahead and set that up a little bit, and then we'll come back and talk about why you chose that? Sure. It's um, from um, Christmas Eve when Washington crossed the Delaware. And he's already conversed with his uh, main general, Gates, and kind of told him what the plan was, is to attack the Hessians to really get all the things they needed, food, ammo, uh, clothing, all the stuff. And he basically says, you know, they're really going to be partying up. Let's take advantage of this. Um, and so this clip is really the rebuttal of Gates about talking about all the risk. You know, Washington saw an opportunity, whereas Gates saw a um, excessive risk. And, and, and really, he saw defeat, so. So for people like me that didn't know what the Hessians are, could you explain? So they're that? the hired German soldiers that the British had, and they were really professional. They were like, um, um, what do they call them, mercenaries, basically, mm -hmm. to come in. And they were, you know, well, well uh, provided for, and really they were. They were professional soldiers, and here you got guys, you got farmers and stuff for getting ready to attack them. And Washington makes this point, I think it's in this clip, he makes the point that basically this is their this is their opportunity because it's a surprise attack and they're going to be off the guard, and uh, and Gates is really taking a different position, and really when you think about it, this is really the the clip that we've set up. But I will talk a little bit later about you know where I see it, but it really just goes into COVID can be either a an opportunity or something that we fear risk of or taking on or whatever in dealing with Christmas. The Christmas tie-in, of course, is they chose to do this on Christmas Eve in a time of what would normally be celebration. Merry Christmas. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I guess I got to look at the right thing here. There we go. Now we got it. His Excellency General Washington, Commander-in-Chief. Nope, that's still not the right The Congress, one. having come to the realization that Philadelphia... Okay, let's go for a third time and see if we can get it that Three time. times a charm. It is. That's what they say. I waited for you to broach this. What do you think? You would not wish to know, sir. Then you have objections. Many. Would you specify them? Gladly. Firstly, my dear sir, in order to attack, one needs an army. You do not have an army. Secondly, in order to attack, one needs soldiers. Your men are not soldiers. Thirdly, your troops always go in one direction. To attack requires the other direction. Shall I continue? 
By all means. In 11 days' time, the enlistments run out. Your men will not attack a flyer before then, and why should they? They need only sit tight and go home. Next, there is no way to cross the river and keep such a plan from the Hessians. They have spies everywhere. The crossing will take hours, and long before you reach the other shore, the Hessians will have their artillery on your boats. Those big Durham boats of yours make damn good targets. Even a Yankee gunner couldn't miss them. And finally, you will not defeat Hessians. They are European soldiers. The most disciplined, the most rigorously trained, the best soldiers on earth, and you bloody well know that. Why, their superiority... Their superiority will be their undoing. Oh, my dear sir, please. <laughs> their training has not prepared them for an attack of this nature. They will be roused from their beds, and we will not give them time to achieve the formations with which they are comfortable. I fear for your sanity, General. I fear that you are no longer fit for command. How dare you! No, sir! How dare you! I am sick to death of your looking down that long nose of yours and equally sick of the pretense of military competence that you and your colonial cronies display. You are no soldiers. And you, sir, are a damned poor leader. You can't face defeat, and so you seek annihilation. Have you finished? Surrender. This revolution is over. So we surrender. We weigh the pros and cons and reason prevails. But you see, sir, I am an unreasonable man as well as a poor soldier. But you are right. My men are not soldiers. They are lads. 16, 17, 18. They run away. They fear the Hessians as they fear death. All this is true. They have put their trust in me. They could have deserted. Thousands have. But these lads have not. They remain with me. And I, not you, General Gates, I command this army, and if I, a bumbling Virginia farmer, should decide to lead them into hell, they will follow me into hell. Well, you just hear a lot of negativity there, just everything that can't go, and it seems like a lot of what we are hearing about, you know, COVID wins almost sometimes, and it's like, you know, people are giving their prognostic prognostications of when things are going to be <laughs> on Porky Pig, too. I, we all have the same mother today. <laughs> I think that's the most uh, thing. The, you know, you got to even say it. <laughs> I can't even say it. Easy for you to say. No. It's the microphone. <laughs> it's that. But, uh, you know, it's just, again, this is we're this is a, a virus, and, and then we're talking about a, a war here. But it's there is a mentality of what will you believe. We believe that God is going to see us through, or we got to always take the negative. You know, I don't want to get into political stuff, but when you talk about the the the, and I think Jim was talking about it. You get in the difference of, you know, are you harming people more by just shutting everything down, or or letting them make the decisions of what they whether they feel comfortable with, you know, social distancing or whatever. You have that rub because there are it, life goes on. And I think God wants us. I mean, one of the things that somebody pointed out recently, God really, if you look through the Bible, he appreciates love. He appreciates all the, all the 
fruits of the Spirit, all those things. But you know one thing, when you look back, particularly in the Old Testament, really in the New Testament too, he's always calling people out to be courageous and to put their trust in him. And whenever you get a world event like we're going through now, it's going to take a certain amount of courage to get us through. Now, what does that have to do with Christmas? I think it has to do with courage to do whatever he's leading you into to however you celebrate, however you would come into you know, interaction with your family to where you can get joy out of it and you're not just allowing that joy to be stolen from you. Yeah, as I listened to that clip, I was thinking about you know that that aspect of it being <clears throat> I can let what other people say I can let what the 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 edicts you know from the state are or whatever affect me in a negative way okay and I'm not talking about obedience right I can be obedient to something right that's a choice right if I choose to be obedient to it I'm not saying go out and not be obedient what I'm saying is don't let it rob your joy Right. You know, because we could debate both sides of the equation, you know, whether this should be that way or that way. And we're not going to win. But what we all are facing is a potential for our joy to be stolen at this Christmas time. And when I hear in that Washington clip is when he says, I'm an unreasonable man. We need to be unreasonable men right now for our families. We need to be unreasonable men for our own hearts and say, no, I'm not going to let whatever the situation is steal this from me this season this focus on god i'm going to renew my focus on god or i'm going to do something that's gonna to take my focus to where it needs to be we love in this ministry pointing out that we are in a world at war gates was a good general and where he excelled was on defense but you don't win wars defensively washington was ready to risk everything basically to win a victory that changed the outcome of the war. And that's what we need to do as Christians. And it isn't fighting against people. It's fighting against our true enemy. And and honestly, during this season, I've had far more opportunity to talk to people that are fearful and point out, you know, fear is showing you have a lack of faith in God covering you during this time. Mm-hmm. And we have the opportunity to really go on the offensive as Christians. Yeah, what the enemy plans to rob doesn't often work. It only works if we allow it to work. Right? That's the whole thing. And and I'm going to get back to our buddy the Grinch. Because I want to go back to this <laughs> clip because he thinks his plan worked. Right? He really does. He stole Christmas. He stole all their presents. He stole all their stuff, stole their trees. And when we pick up this clip, he's literally trying to push it all into the dump. And he's laughing. He's mocking, saying, oh, you know, I'm going to really hear it now. And then something happens he doesn't expect, and we'll come back and talk about it. Oh, the wailing and the gnashing of teeth. The bellowing of the bitterly bummed out. It'll be like... Music to my ears. Then the Grinch heard a sound rising over the snow. It started in low, then it started to grow. Huh? Huh? But the sound wasn't sad. Why, this sounded merry. But it was merry. Very. Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presence at all. 
hadn't stopped Christmas from coming, it came. Somehow or other, it came just the same. And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet, ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas. He thought doesn't come from a star. Maybe Christmas perhaps means a little bit more. You know, Andy, you pointed out initially he sounds like uh, Sean Connery. It's Jim Carrey doing the Grinch as Sean Connery. <laughs> then part of that sounds like actually William Shatner. You know, I'm listening to it. Gosh, you know, it's like out there that at the end I don't know who that is, but you know, I think it's everyone in Jim Carrey's impressions. He's just done the Grinch voice with it. But as you listen to that clip, for me anyway, it's 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 not about the presence, it's Jim, as you said earlier on the show with the T. It's about the presence, hmm. you know, the presence with God, God dwelling with us, Emmanuel, right? That God with us. That's that's the answer to the joy. Yeah, and I, I wanted to get this in before. I wasn't sure how much time we had, but I love this. I love this quote, and you guys, pro- I think we've said it before, but about the incarnation, the Son of God became the Son of Man, so the sons of men could become the sons of God. And and really, that's that's really why he came. We, you know, you guys have heard me talk all year, really the last couple of years, just about the sonship of God and really why Jesus came. And again, I know we're talking about COVID here and stuff, but really it is about getting that focus back on Jesus, why he came. And it was really truly to reconcile us with the Father. Yeah, and I, I think that along with the focus on Jesus, step into a new adventure. Let this be an opportunity to do something different. If you've had something stolen from you, okay, in, in your heart, in your mind, it feels like you had it stolen, replace it with something new. The enemy can't defeat that. Yeah, right. like a hubilation. A hubilation, yeah. Watch a great movie, do something, I don't know. But, Robbie, you have something you want to say, so please say it. I will. <laughs> no, I heard it on the um, uh, podcast from Wild at Heart this week where they said, you know, whenever God showed, you know, you end up with a fast, not getting something, he always pro- provides a feast. And so while you're looking at the fast, start asking in prayer, where's the feast? you know that's going to be something to eat I'll tell you <laughs> yeah wow two big quotes at the end <laughs> my mind's blowing between <laughs> Jim and Andy no, go out and enjoy your Christmas it's five six eves away it's almost there so go listen uh, to the podcast if you didn't listen to the first section at masculinejourney.org next week we're going to have a special thing we're going to be talking about our word of the year that's coming up so we're going to be doing that so guys be prepared we're going to be talking about our word for the year next week on the show it's been a joy being with you we hope you have a great holiday season if you'd like to reach out to us you can do it from our website you can do it from twitter uh, gosh, Facebook, all sorts of different places, Masculine Journey. This is the Truth Network.